This is Dream Power Radio, the place where your dreams turn into reality. Here is your host, Debbie Spector Weissman. Hello, 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 and welcome to Power Radio on the amazing Women and Men of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming network powered by Raven International. I'm your host, Debbie Spector Weissman, the Dream Coach. This is the show where we talk about dreams, both daytime and nighttime dreams, and how you can use them to make the internal shift to a life you love. Well, do you have a pet? I have a dog, one of several I've had over the years, and let me tell you, he brings a lot of joy into my and my husband's lives. But like me, have you ever wondered what's going on in that little brain of your pet? Have you ever fantasized about being your own Dr. Doolittle and being able to talk with your furry friends? I know I have, but is it possible? Today, we're gonna be speaking with Cindy Brody, an internationally renowned animal communicator who helps people understand their pets and their behaviors. Cindy is also a Reiki master and the originator of an energetic healing modality that can be applied to all living beings. Cindy is also the author of the book, Synergy, Energy Healing and Communication for Horses. Welcome to Dream Power Radio, Cindy. Thank you, Debbie, so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. So when you talk about dreams, daytime or nighttime dreams, that really resonates with me because I've always been a very, very vivid dreamer. And from the time I was nine years old, I said to myself, someday I'm going to make a difference in this world. That was my first dream as a nine-year-old. Someday I'm going to make the world a better place. When I was 11 years old, I worked in a um, shelter, an animal shelter, for a brief period of time. And I saw such horrific practices that I decided right then and there that I was going to have a new dream which was I'm gonna make the world a better place for animals and their people so that the world is a better place. And I am living my dream. I kept my promise to those shelter dogs and cats and I am living my dream. As far-fetched as it might've seemed because as a kid I was told you can't talk to animals, you don't have energy in your hands, you're gonna to go to secretarial school, you'll marry your boss, you'll have three kids and you'll live happily ever after. But that wasn't my dream. My dream, my passion was to love and to give. And uh, every single person who's listening to this podcast or viewing the podcast, we are all animal communicators. We all have the gift to love and talk to our animals. And so many people just, you know, don't believe that because they think that you have to have a very special gift. And you know, we're all gifted in different departments, whether it be mathematics, science. Um, in my case, it was energy, healing, and communication. And anyone who wants to talk to animals, they have that gift. Can you remember the first time that you actually yeah. realized that you can communicate with animals? Well, uh, very vividly. I was eight years old. My mother passed away overnight. And it was shocking and incredible to lose her mother. My, so they sent me out there, my sister, myself, and my dog, Fawn, 
who was one of my very first uh, teachers of animal communication, the little Pekingese, he sent us out to Nebraska, which is in the middle of nowhere USA, up in the Butte country of Northwestern part of the state, and it's absolutely beautiful. Well, we had nothing to do there because there was no television except for the farm report. There was no telephone except for a crank telephone. And we were in the wilderness. So every day I'd go out into the barnyard and I'd sit in the dirt and just observe all of the animals. I watched every single animal. I would mimic them, follow them. I would sit until they were comfortable with me. I watched the cows eating. Well, one day I'm sitting there with my grandfather's farm dog and something told me to just beam my hands at him. I had no idea what I was doing, but I beamed my hands and the dog jumped up in the air. He took my hand in his mouth with a very uh, soft mouth. And I realized that I was beaming him with energy and I could get him to play by just beaming him. That same summer, I realized, as I said, I observed all the animals. We always had a lot of feral cats on the farm and I used to go out and I would catch them and put them in my hands, close my eyes and breathe. And I would just tell them, everything's okay, love you. Everything's okay, love you, everything is this. And before long, the little kittens would start to purr and I'd open my hands and they'd stay with me. So um, I thought I'm onto something. And then my Pekingese fawn, since I was a motherless daughter and had no babysitters or uh, any adult supervision after school, I just lived with my Pekingese. And when I tell these stories, it's amazing to me how many people who think they can't talk to animals have followed the same path. Animal communication is we read them intuitively, but we also read them physically. So if you look into your eyes, in the eyes of a dog, and you see that, that they're questioning something, you know the dog has a question. What am I gonna eat? That's basic animal communication. If you're leaving and they look like, oh no, don't go without me, you know that they know that you're leaving and they're having a little separation anxiety. So everybody can read their animals. And the energy healing, I mean, that was really how I got into animal communication for years. I just knew that I was really good with animals and that they came out of the woodwork to be with me. But uh, it was through the energy work. If you love hugging, if you love putting your hands on your animals or your partners or your children, if you like to massage, you're doing energy healing. Uh, I'm a Reiki master for many, many years and I teach Reiki. And uh, what that does is it really helps you to develop the energy in your hands helps to open your intuition, and it helps you to be a better communicator with people and animals because communication is communication. So there are you know, so many tools. And I have to say, if your dream is to connect deeper with your animals, then you're going to. And I really, with my whole heart, hopes, hope that this segment, will people, people will learn to just trust their intuition. We are all dreamers and we can all build it if we can. So I, uh, one of the, the movies I saw that was life-changing was Fields of Dreams with Kevin Cosner. If you dream it, they will come. If you dream it, they will come. If you build it, they will come. So in the early 80s, I was like, 
I'm going to do it. And by 1983, I was working with people doing energy work and I just continued. So I've been at this for a very long time. You know, I have, I say I have a dog and, you know, I can see, you know, read some of his expressions and I can tell like when he wants to go outside and I can tell when he's hungry, but how can I tell him what I would like him to do? For instance, uh, you know, when he gets nervous when we're going out, how can I reassure him that it's okay? You know, we're coming back. Okay. So just like with people, we can tell them, don't worry, I'm coming back, but they're going to go, wait a minute, I'm still worried because I love you and I don't want you to leave. And you don't want to leave me is what they most often say. So another part of my work, which helps to keep dogs in their forever homes, helps to manage stress and anxiety, it's just like having a little kit. The more structure you have, the more balanced your animal's going to be, whether it's a dog, horse, or cat, hedgehog, whatever you're, whatever you're loving on. So I've developed a really fun game called the happy dog therapy. And what I do is I get the dog, sit, stay, look at me, good boy, good boy. I get them following me all over, sit, stay, look at me, sit, stay, look at me, sit. And what it does is it puts me in control, right? So they're, they've got the really good structure. They've got me telling them, we're a team, we're a team. So doing the behavioral work really helps with the separation anxiety. Because when you say sit, stay, sit, stay, and you're getting ready to leave, you don't feed into that separation anxiety by saying, mommy's coming back. It's going to be okay. If you say it's going to be okay, they usually know something's up and it may not be okay. <laughs> so communication is communication. And by helping them to have better boundaries, uh, I hear from my clients all over the country that their dogs are just happier. And when they get ready to leave, you know, the dogs will go over. And I also suggest to give a high uh, value treat, something that's really chewy that they can have, something that's safe that they can chew on while you're gone, right? And sometimes dogs like calm music. But if you have real separation anxiety, that's where, you know, I can come into the home and assess the situation and do the verbal communication with the dog because sometimes we're really pushing their buttons as we're going out the door. We don't mean to, we, we're trying to soothe their nerves, but we're actually pushing their buttons. And it's just amazing to watch the dogs. They look at me, give me their thoughts and feelings. And then they look at the person back to me and they go back and forth. So it's, it's really interesting. I did a session years ago with a golden retriever who was a remarkable, remarkable communicator. And her, her human parents weren't getting along very well. And she came over and she just spilled the beans with me. As she was talking about mom, she'd come over and talk to me. And then she'd run over to mom and sit there while I said what she was saying. And then she'd come over and talk about dad. And then she'd run over to dad right on cue. It was um, pretty remarkable. Uh, they, they, they said after the session, well, we had no idea we were doing marriage counseling today. <laughs> but... Uh, that's how the sessions go because you've got to remember that the animals that are living in our home or the animals that we ride or we keep in fields, when they see us, they're watching us. You know that they're like examining us. Mom, are you happy? 
are you sad? Mom, you seem nervous. Are you okay? Should I sit on your lap? Uh, if I'm not feeling well, my cat is a Klingon. She just curls right up to my chest and will just bury her head in my neck and purr. So um, the animals, I would say, are definitely helping me to live my dream as a communicator. And they're helping me to make the world a better place through a lot of the things that they're telling me about their families. And people tell me that the sessions are life-changing because how did their dog know that 20 years ago something happened that has been cause and effect for the last 20 years? I go, well, how could my animal know something that happened 20 years ago? And I truly believe that they're not just animals. I do believe that they are angels, that, that the soul continues to recycle and come back in different forms, and that love never ends, as does the soul. So we're just constant, that love force is always coming back to us, recycling, coming back to us. So these animals, if they know something that happened 20 years ago, maybe this was a dog of yours from 20 years ago or a cat. I always say that I have the very, very best job because I'm living my dream. Absolutely, but you know, it, it's very interesting when you talk about how you know, the animals can understand what you're going through. It's like, for example, some, like if I'm not feeling well and I go lie down in the middle of the day, you know, my dog who's been, you know, across the room doing whatever he's doing will come up and, and cuddle with me when ordinarily he might not do that because he knows that there's something going on and, you know, that, that I need a little extra TLC. So it, it's true that they can hook into what's going on with our lives. Uh, I'm wondering... Are communications that you do, is it different with different animals? Is it different for a dog than it is with a cat? Well, just like with people, some animals, the second, if I'm doing it long distance, I talk with people all over the world long distance. And what I'll do is I will have them email me a photo of their animal and I'll put it up on my computer screen. And if the person is really open to the communication, that means she's or he is open in life. If the person is really closed down, I'm doing this because all my friends did it and I don't really believe in it. The dogs will sit next to them and go, uh, maybe I shouldn't talk to her. Maybe I shouldn't. So they may be a little bit more difficult. One of my favorite um, stories about a dog by the name of Charles, whose mom was a total skeptic. I was doing a fundraiser for a local rescue and I had like 20 people lined up down the sidewalk. And I was doing these like 15 minute readings, 15. By the time the woman got to me, she sat down and she was in a, she was in a sniff. She was like, I just don't believe in this. I can't believe I waited in line. Charlie has a good life. There's nothing he has to complain about. And I don't believe in this. Well, Charlie, the, the pug looked at me. And even though his mom was a disbeliever, he connected directly to me and he said, I gotta ask mom a question. Why can't I hang my head out the car window? And you know, she she got very defensive. She goes, because there a rock or a bug could fly into his eyes. So I told him that. And she's just thinking, oh, she's just fishing for things. Then he showed me a picture of him on a boat. And they're flying down the Hudson River, and I can see the mountains. And he says, Then why am I allowed to hang my head out on the boat? She goes, Well, that's different. <laughs> 
And by time she left, I think she was a believer. But uh, it is not my dream to convince the world that what I do is legitimate. My dream is to continue to teach and share with everybody so that everybody can recognize their own talents and the love and empathy and compassion in their hearts, which is the best recipe for any type of conversation. At Cindy, we're going to talk more about this, but we have to take a little break here. Uh, we are speaking with animal communicator Cindy Brody on Dream Power Radio, and we'll be right back. When is a car not a car? When it shows up in your dreams. Cars are one of the most common dream symbols. If you don't know why you're dreaming about cars or any image, it can leave you confused or scared. But that dream could be a solution to a pressing problem or an insight into a solution that's been bugging you for years. Go to my website and sign up for a complimentary discovery session, and I'll help you understand why a dream is a terrible thing to waste. Go to thedreamcoach.net for more information. Welcome back to Dream Power Radio with your host, Debbie Specter weissman Yes, and welcome back to Dream Power Radio. I'm your host, Debbie Specter weissman and we're speaking with animal communicator, Cindy Brody. Cindy, uh, I'm wondering, can we use these communication techniques to heal a past trauma of a, of a pet? And I'm asking mostly because there's so many rescue animals out there, including my dog, who was a rescue animal. And I know that before we adopted him, he must have suffered some kind of trauma. So uh, what can we do to help pets like this? So this is so great because I'm sitting here thinking the next part I really want to talk about rescue dogs. <laughs> so thank you for the great segue in. So uh, I share a short, short little story. This weekend I decided randomly to stop by um, Mountain Haven Animal Rescue in Stone Ridge. And I walk through the door and the director comes running at me. I can't believe you just got here. We just got all these rescues. They had rescued five breeder dogs from a puppy mill, five little female dogs, and they were all terrified. They were all in a big crate, piled in the back of it on top of each other, and they wouldn't look at anybody. They were completely traumatized, and they had no idea where they were going or what was going to happen to them. And I walked in, and there were rescuers sitting on the floor with them, but the dogs wouldn't look at anybody. So I come in the room, and I sit down on the floor, and this little Welch Terrier comes over to me. And I'm wondering if she is a reincarnator because she just knew who I was. She came over and sat next to me. I said, well, we've got one bold one. And within a minute, I was petting her. But I was sitting there on the floor. And what I do, and I go right back to being a child, I put the palms of my hand towards the dogs. And I just start sending peace and love, peace and love. I love you so much. We're good. This is the first day of the rest of your life. So I'm beaming them, and there's a couple of volunteers, and they start beaming them. And then I had the director go into the crate and start giving me the dogs. And I took the dogs, each one in my lap, and held them. I did Synergy, which is the energetic um, technique that I've developed, which is just amazing. I worked on each one, told them, welcome to the rest of your life. You guys are so beautiful. You are going to have a great life, concentrating on telling them the positive. So one by one, I worked on all five dogs. And at the very last dog, they all got up 
they started walking around the rescue, wagging their tails, wagging their tails. And they were all so happy and they were all looking at us. I got kisses. This happened like in a half hour, 45 minutes. Okay, so if I can get to the dog as soon as they're rescued, we can avoid a lot of the miscommunication about who they are, where they came from. We know that these dogs suffered a lot of abuse. I don't talk about the abuse. I talk about how beautiful their future is because that's truly behind them. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about right now you are safe and you are loved and I promise you we will find you the best homes ever. So when I'm working with a dog or a cat that has been in a home for years but still has all these rescue traumas that they still haven't been able to leave behind them, I come in and very much do the same things I did with these five little scaredy cat dogs. But what I do is I come in and if the dog is really afraid, I befriend them. I bring in all my techniques, right? So I bring in the happy dog therapy. Who's a good boy? What, I'm a good boy? Instead of sitting there with part of the ear saying, I'm so scared, stranger danger, stranger danger. So I get them, sit, stay. I can do that. They come over. I do the body work. I believe that the animals hold all that stress and trauma in. And with the energy work, I help to release it. When I release it, the dogs get up, they give a big shake it off, they do a downward dog stretch, they lean all the way back. And sometimes people say that just the body work alone is life-changing for the dogs. So then we, uh, I do the body work while talking. If the dog's open while I'm talking, I, we start talking. And then the dogs will often tell me what happens in the house that makes it very difficult or keeps re-stimulating the trauma, even though it's nothing like it was. And anyone out there who has ever experienced post-traumatic stress disorder, we know what it feels like. So what I love about working with the animals is that the people will do anything to help their animals and therefore they learn how to help themselves. So everyone that I work with, whether it's on the telephone or in person, gets a tutorial on the energy work because again, it's real, I've simplified my technique. It's so easy that anybody can help another utilizing the, the energy work. And I call it energetic massage because all the touches are very, very light. So when I can come into a home and say the dogs, 10 years old, has been in the, the home for eight years, but still has some quirks. The dogs soften, the people soften, they get to know each other. The people start doing the energy work, helping their dogs. Cause you know, uh, I, I believe that shelter dogs, uh, they come to us with the trauma in their muscles and you'll see uh, a rescue dog will, will have its tail between its legs, its hips will be rotated under, its head will be low to the ground, the shoulders will be up. Now, if you walk around like that for six months to a couple years, that becomes who you are. With the energy work, by releasing those muscles, it's like you're erasing the muscle memory. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, I don't feel so bad. I'm a little bit bolder. I'm a little bit happier. So you'd say like a dog who's wagging his tail and around and, you know, is a happy dog? Yeah. But if they have fears and phobias, just like people, then there's areas in his life that he hasn't expressed. Also, I work a lot with sick dogs and I help them tr transition 
I help the owners to learn when it's time to let go, which is one of the hardest things in the world because they are family members. They're not just a dog or a cat or a guinea pig. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I know that's part of the work that you deal with is is helping, I should say pet owners, but it's not owners. I mean, they're... they're, No, it's not owners, guardians, moms and dads. I can't even say the word pets anymore. (laughs) Right. but it, but it's it's helping yeah. the people in the pets' lives, helping them with that grief. Absolutely. Oh, to heroic efforts. You know, I I'm willing. I'm willing. And some say, please, no more heroic efforts. Please, no. I'm tired. And when an animal is reaching the end of its life, just like with a person, we have ebbs and flows of energy, and sometimes the animals rally for us. They'll just simply, oh my goodness, they're just better. I think they're going to be okay. That day is a gift. And every day that you have a rally, you appreciate. But it doesn't necessarily mean that your, your dog or cat is going to make it. So it's, it's a roller coaster ride when you have a sick pet. I help negotiate that ride. I help so that we're not living in fear. And because I teach the energy work, it helps people to be able to take care of their animals themselves. And I always say I I have more first and last time clients than anybody because I try to set everybody up with the information that I get so that they can help their animals themselves. And then people will check in when needed. But I really, my, my dream and my job and my goal is to teach as many people as possible so that we can make the world a better place And I'm also in the process of developing a free shelter program where I teach my skills to savvy shelters who want to incorporate intuition and touch and feel to their their dogs and cats and whoever's in the rescue. Because when we when we put just like those little dogs, those five little dogs, they wouldn't look at anybody. When I was done, they were wagging their tails. They were sniffing all over. They're, you know, they, they became regular dogs. So I always say when I have a traumatized animal, today's the first day of the rest of your life. And it is. And I'm always there to help. And, you know, sometimes a lot of my clients will stay with me for years. And it sounds like a wonderful job and it's such a blessing that you're being able to teach this to shelters and and people like that. It's a great thing. Uh, I'm just curious, what is the most unusual or exotic animal that you've communicated with? Last week, I communicated with six pigs. They were piglets. That was pretty interesting because they're all going to get to live in the house. So we were talking about... Uh, they were being neutered and we were talking about, you know, what was going to happen and where they would live when they come home. And I've, again, I've talked with guinea pigs. I've talked with snakes. I've talked with turtles. Uh, among one of my favorite conversations when I go to the ocean, and I've had this happen all over the country, playing with the dolphins because, and other fish. I mean, it's, I go out and I just beam my hands, peace and love out to the ocean. And the dolphins absolutely love the energy. And I have seen things that are just close to miraculous with dolphins 
I was in Cape May, New Jersey, which is a great place to go look at dolphins, but I was sitting on the beach with my eyes closed early spring. When I opened my eyes, there were just hundreds of dolphins and they were jumping out of the water. And I believe that it's unconditional love. When you put that out there to the animals, they respond, they come in and they talk. The turtle is an interesting story because he was, he had lived with his family for eight years. He was three-legged and I thought for sure, she goes, well, what does my turtle have to say? And I thought, oh, for sure, he's going to say, put me back in the woods. <laughs> and when I talked to him, he said, I love my family. I love my family. He said, I wouldn't have made it in the woods. And then he said, but, you know, I'm hungry. And he showed me, like, some white fluffy stuff and then chunks of orange. And I'm, I couldn't make out what it was. I said, I don't know what turtles eat inside the house, but it looked like cheese. And she looked at me, her eyes got really big. She goes, he loves cottage cheese and he loves melon. He hasn't eaten in weeks. So she went and she got him some cottage cheese and some melon. And he just sat there and ate and ate and ate and ate. And she got some lettuce too. Apparently they, they kind of hibernate a little bit. And he was coming out of hibernation and was hungry. And through the communication you know, he helped to raise her daughter. I mean, this turtle was a part of the family. He didn't want to go back and go, oh, no, no, don't, don't put me back in the woods. I was surprised. <laughs> we are just about out of time. So uh, how can people find out more about you and your training? Okay. So you can go to my website at cindybrody.com. You can call me at 845-679-3393. And you can email me at Cindy at cindybrody.com. Well, thank you, Cindy, for being with us today. We've been speaking with Animal Communicator Cindy Brody. I hope you've enjoyed today's program. Until next time, this is Debbie Spector-Weissman saying, sweet dreams, everybody. You've been listening to Dream Power Radio with your host, Debbie Spector-Weissman. For more information on Debbie or to sign up for her newsletter, go to dreampowerradio.com. This has been Dream Power Radio on the amazing Women and Men of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming network, powered by Raven International.